Welcome to Hawks and Lavender Rose, a collaboration dedicated to serving the community through the foundation of love, trust, and advocacy for conscious living. Now, here are your hosts, Jennifer Williams and Shauna Gulbrand. Welcome! <laughs> Welcome! That was great! <laughs> that was. Both at the same time. Welcome to Hawks and Lavender, Lavender Rose. Rose. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Shauna. I'm Jennifer. How are you? Good. Yeah? Yeah. What's going up? Oh, you know, everything and nothing. How are you? Besides a twitch in my eye for a week, oh. my eye's been twitching for a week. Maybe a little cold. It might be a little cold in your eye. You think that's happen. what it is? Yeah. So I'm not straining. I'm not looking at anything. Not like stra- for- it can be from stress. It can be a little virus. It can be... Ooh, I just did it again. Yeah. I know the feeling that's oh. the worst. I can't see it, though, but I know it feels like everyone in the world can see it. Pop my eye out and throw it throw at you. It. Uh, but other than that, I'm good. Besides my eye twitching, I'm really good. Okay. And you're good. Everything's yes. good. Yeah. It's nice to see you. You too. As always, <laughs> I'm looking into your soul right now. No, you're looking reason. at my twitching eye. No, I know. Oh, I just did it again. Uh, so today is a continuation <laughs> of a previous episode. Yes. About the inner child. We decided that day that we were going to continue the talk and break it down a little bit. Yeah. So today we're talking about the orphan child and the wounded child. Orphaned and wounded <clears throat> child. I had a discovery. Yeah. Before we get into the specifics of these um, sub archetypes, I had spoken during our recording on practices a couple of times about waking up with fear Mm -hmm. and worry. I realized this past week, it's my inner child. I woke up one morning, just like this wave of fear and insecurity overwhelmed me. And I... I said, okay, like I just felt like I went right in. I'm like, what is this? Where is all this coming from? And then all of a sudden, it it just kind of hit me. It's a younger version of myself who mm-hmm. is really terrified to start the day. Because at 52, like I got this. And it's Look outside, by the it's way. It's snowing. snowing. Aww. Um, <laughs> I'm like, oh, and you're like, <laughs> I love it. It's a younger version of myself. So I started to do, well, think and feel, and what came up for me was third grade. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, feeling emotional. With really? These... Yeah, I don't know why. I might, my inner child might start crying. Yeah. But this is the authenticity and the genuine, genuine selves we bring. When I was in third grade, my own, the only teacher I remember her name, Mrs. Flynn, mm-hmm. mean and nasty. I was terrified to go to school, and I remember begging my mother every morning like not to send me because yeah. I was so afraid and I I don't remember there was something happened I don't remember the specifics of the experience I remember the feeling and lots of shame lots of embarrassment and being um not the center of attention but almost being called out in the carpet like being made fun of in front of everyone by the teacher? Yes. Ugh. Again, I don't remember the specifics of it. It's a just feelings. So how old are you when you're in third grade? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I started five, so maybe seven, eight, nine eight, years nine, old maybe. around that yeah, time period. Eight, nine. Yeah. That, I feel, is when fear really started to develop in my body. I mean, if I, if I was with a professional person who could take me deeper and deeper into my, into my youth, that 
might bring something up different. But that's what I remember is that age. And I believe that picture of me on my altar is around that time period, mm. which is even better, right? So I recognize There's that it was There's some intuition. Yeah. Yeah. Right, because I went to my parents' house with the specific intention of finding older photos yeah. of myself, and that's the one I chose for my altar. And then you had this realization. And then this realization that it's just this young girl who is terrified. So I've been doing a lot more work with her. Every medita- every morning when I meditate, I make a point of connecting with her and, and to let her know, wow, woo, here it all comes, mm-hmm. um, to let her know that I, I have her back. Like, I... I'm with her. You mm-hmm. know, she doesn't have to be afraid all on her own. But that was huge. Yeah, because that I, it was, huge. it's frustrating. It's like, wait a minute. I know I can handle my day. Where is this fear coming from? Yeah, right. So I wanted to share that. Thank you. I think my tears came with, like, connecting with your inner child <laughs> and mine was feeling for, like, I feel, I think, I feel like the, that time in our lives we might not have the memories right, but the feelings, those were the feelings that you had, right? right. We don't know. Well, I'm sure if you talk to that teacher, the teacher would have a completely different viewpoint, and even the kids in your class. Right. But what you felt was so real, and just the way that it impacted. It's such a vulnerable time in life when you think back to, or when I think back to those ages between like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, mm-hmm. 14, 15, so what? Right 40. up to 20. <laughs> <laughs> no, it definitely has changed, but those times where it feels like, and I don't know if you used the exact word, but you said something like that. It's almost like a spotlight on you. Yeah. And it's not a good spotlight. Not a good spotlight, no. No, but it, it's like... It is deep. It's deep-seated, and that's a great uh, realization that you had to be able to work with that energy to wake up and, and, to and feel into the, it. Yeah. 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 And it happened again this morning. And another thing I, I've noticed, I sporadic sort of practice of feeling any sort of fear before I go to bed mm-hmm. and setting that intention to wake up feeling safe. And that worked. Mm. And then that kind of practice slipped. Or maybe it is I just didn't feel any fear or insecurity in the evening to then have that practice of setting that intention for the morning. So the past few mornings I've been waking up and and I'm like, I, I, this has got to stop. I can't. I don't want to keep doing this every morning. Right. It's not how I like to start my day. But the realization of it being a younger version of myself who's waking up fearful has been has given me the ability to um what what has it given me the ability to do feel more safe let her or or not get her to feel more safe but invite her to feel more safe Mm -hmm. yeah and and it works sort of bring her up to where you are now instead of you being pulled back to that time to be like this is where we are that's interesting. I never looked at it that way. I never looked at it that way. Yeah. When I think back to third grade, there was something about, which is interesting because I still hate doing it, looking words up alphabetically in a dictionary. Do you hate it? I hate it. Like, oh. I, I've always had an issue with the way words are alphabetized and, like, yeah. I can't explain it. In a dictionary, too, which is so overwhelming. Ooh! 
You're reminding me of the Bible, too, right now. When, like, in CCD, we had, they'd be like, look this up. I'd be like, I don't know how to use this thing. I don't know if I wasn't listening when you taught me, but I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> it's a, you, just, you, you don't apologize. But I feel like there was pressure on me, and maybe I was made fun of at that time, or she made light of that in front of everyone. I don't know. That's just something that just came up as well. So, But that was a discovery I made. That's a my, cool discovery, and that segues into our, you know, wounded, wounded and in, abandoned, no, orphaned, orphaned, same abandoned, orphaned child. Yeah. yeah. Wow, there's a lot to that. So we, we discovered that there's a lot to this topic, period. So we yeah. just wanted to start with that. We did, I did find some things. We both did. Well, and I want to, like, uh, invite the listeners and the viewers to just close their eyes and take a few deep breaths and feel into the different parts of yourself and into the child and the parts of you that do feel fear or do feel abandoned or fear abandonment or when you have those moments of feeling unloved or unlovable I think a lot of those relate to our our childhood our inner child what we carry because those are any you know you might even find yourself going into like a more childish mode and like it's i guess it's okay not i guess it is okay to feel into that and to maybe listen to this episode from the point of your inner child to nurture and nourish the parts of you that recognize and acknowledge yeah even just start with that yeah recognize and acknowledge yeah, like, do you even know that you have an inner child? Mm. And where these things that sometimes when you work from the place of an adult with, with your issues, your seeming issues or your issues, you don't know how to work with it because you're working from the wrong place. Right. Yeah. So That's what was happening. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're like, how do I get into, like, I know I'm not afraid. Why am I waking up? I know my day is going to be fine. But then when you tapped into, like, the root cause of that then it was you were able to shift and some of those issues like i mentioned before are reflecting on the day before and recognizing any areas of my day where i did something wrong Mm. and i know that's not me right not me at 52 that's a younger version of myself who wakes up fearful of the continuation of being punished for something that happened the day before. If I said the wrong thing or if I did the wrong thing, wow, excuse my language, but it's fucked. It is. It's like... And you're definitely not alone, though. I mean, it's like you... I've heard these conversations in my own brain, but also with, you know, clients and Mm -hmm. friends and students and a lot of people that we're not necessarily relating it to inner child but just even having those cycling thoughts yeah and what they could be related to might not be in this moment in time but no to where they originated back in childhood exactly a lot of fear in childhood yes i was actually talking to my daughter and our friend this morning and my daughter will open up more when her friends are around right because the friend is really open with me and they were talking about their fears, and a lot of them are what could happen. They fear their families, like bad things happening to their family. Hmm. Yeah. 
which I found interesting. I could relate. Like, I was able to go back into that 11-year-old self of mine and relate because there's so much unknown and uncertainty when you're that age. And then maybe, like, your ability to express it or even fear around expressing it for some reason because, you know, someone shuts you down or... Well, I was never allowed to express. Yeah. And it's all rooted, pun intended, in the root chakra. Yeah. That and the second of, with yep. relationships. Yes, relationships and that foundation and feeling safe in this big, scary world. Which becomes a practice. To heal through it is the, the practice of speaking up. And we were just I was just sharing this with you, Shauna, about something that happened last Friday. And it was a situation. It's a lot of new situations that are occurring in my relationship where I'm realizing like patterns that I've had that are a lot of them are rooted in childhood or just earlier in my life in a, a, in another relationship or different relationships and the being feeling completely paralyzed to express my emotions and my fears because I'm afraid of rejection or thinking that I'm not even like worthy, worthy. yeah it's so um, yeah it's sad it's emotional. Yeah. For lack of a better word. Yep. So we did some research. Carolyn Mace. Who doesn't know Carolyn Mace? She's friggin- M-Y-S-S. She is just... She's a powerhouse. Yeah. And it's not Miss. It's Mace. It That's is how Mace. it's pronounced. Yeah. She is a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Found an article, The Four Archetypes of Survival, mm. which I thought was interesting. And she talks a little bit about here, about the wounded child and the orphan child and you want me to read these? Yeah, sure. sure. Yep. So the wounded child archetype holds the memories of abuse, neglect, and other traumas that we have endured during childhood. This is the child pattern most people relate to, particularly since it has become the focus of therapy since the 1960s. Many people blame the relationship with their parents that created their wounded child. For instance, for all their subsequent dysfunctional relationships. On the positive side, the painful experiences of the wounded child often awake a deep sense of compassion and desire to help other wounded children. From a spiritual perspective, a wounded child cracks open the learning path of forgiveness. Right here. Mm. The shadow aspect may manifest in an abiding sense of self-pity a tendency to blame our parents for any current shortcomings and to resist moving on through forgiveness. It may also lead us to seek, uh, seek out parental figures in all difficult situations rather than relying on our own resourcefulness. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, I read that and I thought, wow. Something that I see quite often that I found myself doing before I lost my mom, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, um, was that. Even though I knew a lot of my issues were rooted in childhood, I learned to not blame her, but I would still call her mm-hmm. when I had, you know, I've heard you say that too. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard a lot of people say that. It's funny that that's who we call. Right. May I share something? Yeah. Um, I don't think Dave, David, my husband, I'm not going to give many details, but his mom is in the hospital, like I told you. And she's fine. But when the news came, David said, why don't you text your mother and tell her? And I said, why aren't you texting my mother and telling her? Like, why don't you call her? 
You yeah. talk to her all the time. Long story short, through the conversation, it was interesting because he wasn't reaching out to like the kids to let them know about their grandmother or anybody else. It was my mother. Mm. So after the fact, I said to him, why do you think it is you wanted to reach out to my mother? Like, what about that? And what I think, and, and we had a little bit of conversation on that, and I'm not going to get into that now, but I think he went to that little boy. Yeah, right? he his, wanted his mom to ex, know, or a mom. A yeah. mom. Yeah. And it wasn't me, right? I'm a mom, but it wasn't me. I, so, well, you guys are on the same level, right? right? Like, you know what I mean? So it was really interesting that mm. he n- needed that mom archetype Yeah, just to help him even though his mom was fine, you know, but still it's that, that sad, or oh, whatever he felt, I can't speak to what he felt. But I mean, if you can think about how, the, when you've done it, I don't know if you have done it, but like if you reach out to your mom, even though you're like, why am I doing this? Like mm-hmm. when I've done it, it's because I want a mom to me in one way is supposed to be that person that you can say anything to and they make you feel better. Right. Yeah. And he needed to feel better. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. That's the wounded child. How many of you can relate to that? Can you relate to <laughs> Yeah. Um, there was one other thing. And again, here. it's not, we're not blaming our, we yep, talked about this last time. It's not we're not blaming, blaming our parents. It's they not, had their own wounded child. Yeah. And, and they then they're parenting they from the wounded child. Exactly. I mean, yeah. It's like. Oh, forgiveness. I've done extensive work on forgiveness. Yeah. On other people. And as well as myself. Yes. Huge, huge, lots of time spent working on forgiveness. That became, that's a practice. And mm-hmm. you're forgiving yourself. Well, my practice of self-forgiveness is I'm, I'm forgiving myself for being so harsh on myself. Mm. The well, harshest. Jury, judge, and. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that goes, but yeah. Saraswati, I know I've probably talked about this, but in India with my teacher, the sweetest thing I've ever seen anyone do two and four themselves was when she noticed that she made a mistake she would just like in her own little like world not little but in her own world would rub her arm and be like oh Saraswati it's okay no it was like the sweetest thing I've seen someone do for themselves when we were at heart the heart conference Carol came and did the same thing really when we when I was talking about that self-compassion she suggested, and I do this now with yeah. my clients. I'm like, just let yourself know you're okay. You're yeah. loved. It's a beautiful it thing really to is. do. It really is. so sweet. Oh, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> Rub yourself and say it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's so, well, that's what we want to do. We Well, that's what it is. That's like the little girl That's right calling now. the parents so the parent says it's okay. Everything's going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay. I didn't hear that much when I was a kid. I no. think that's part of what the thing, the fear is. And if my mother is listening, please know I am not blaming you for anything. I, I am not. No. It's just awareness of what my childhood was like, and I'm not the only one in the world. We're talking the collective consciousness yes. of mothers and fathers. Yes, the archetype Honestly. of mother and father. Right? Yeah. And, and our inner child. That and that's what well. they, like you said, that's what they were working from. That's right. like we're, we're trying to integrate all of our selves and, and then work from a place of this, aware, this self-awareness, which is what we do in this show, is like right. just bring more awareness. It doesn't mean 
perfection because that's not even a real thing but it's like you know if you're a parent or whatever relationships you're in just recognizing the patterns and where things could be stemming from and so you can bring more awareness into your conversations and the way that you relate with yourself and other people and the wounded child and the orphan child and just the inner child in general is such a deeply grooved pathway in our psyche yeah it's huge Mm -hmm. and we're we're like acting from this child but as an adult which is like a fake adult yeah right (laughs) we're like pretending like the little girl with the pocketbook and you have nothing in your pocketbook but you're just trying to look like your mom I used to do that. Me too. And I would wonder. I wonder if people think I'm an adult. But I was like seven. Like, I always loved carrying a pocketbook. Around. Yeah. I loved what you said. And you said it really well. And I just want to add in to bring all of your discoveries back to your heart cave. Back to your mm. heart home. Mm-hmm. Back to that heart center. The orphan child. You want me to read this one and then yeah. you can look at the... yeah. From little orphan Andy Annie to Cinderella, the orphan child is the most well-known children's stories, reflects the lives of people who feel from birth as if they are not part of their family, including the family psyche or tribal spirit. But because orphans are not allowed into the family circle, they have to develop independence early on. The absence of family influences, attitudes, and traditions inspires or compels the orphan child to construct an inner reality based uh, inner reality based on personal judgment and experience the shadow aspect manifests when orphans never recover from feeling the feelings of abandonment and the scar tissue from family rejection stifles their mature, maturation often causing them to seek surrogate family structures to experience tribal union therapeutic support groups become shadow tribes or families for an orphan child who knows deep down that healing these wounds requires moving on into adulthood. For that reason, establishing mature relationships remains a challenge. And that is the orphan child. Yeah, that one got me a little... Yep, so so you want to speak a little to that? You don't have can to. I, can I yeah, look at it right while... There. Well, actually, I think... This reminds me of a talk that I, I've seen Caroline Mace a couple times in person, and she talked about the tribal spirit or finding surrogate family. Um, and she actually talked about the different things, like, culturally, right? So, like, people that are tattooed or pierced, or those are different surrogate families, and they come from other things, like she said, support groups, and there's tons of them. It's, right. like, really... Um, limitless to how many surrogate families that we adopt into our lives. Um, But that the idea of abandonment and where, where it trickles and sometimes streams heavily into adulthood is in the recognition that it comes from childhood is, it can be very healing when you speak about it, you know, and and like it goes back to that being feeling paralyzed I've, I mean, I had physical abandonment in my childhood, so this resonates really well. And just the idea of, like, I, which was a survival survival mechanism, you know, became very just independent and strong-willed, which served me very, very well. 
but I find myself when triggered about some kind of uh, seeming abandonment into, well, fuck it. Like, I, it doesn't matter. I can take care of myself. I'm fine no matter right. what, you know, and I become that defense. stone that I was taught. Yeah, defense it's my mechanism. defense. It's mm-hmm. my protection mechanism. And recently I've had to break, keep breaking that down because there's, it's a perceived fear. It's not real. And that's what age is that fear coming from, right? It's my normal, you know, 11, <laughs> 12, 13 year old age that I have somewhat in it. Like I said, it has served me well because I learned how to be right. self-sufficient, independent, strong. You know, I don't need to rely on anyone, which is not a bad thing. That's a great thing. I don't need to do it all the time. Right. And I certainly don't need to do it in a, a relationship where I, there's a lot of mutual love, but something is triggered in me, you know? So it's like, I'm very grateful that I have the awareness of this, this inner child, this abandoned or off orphaned inner child that I can work with and go into it and express from and, and also like nurture that to say like, here, that's a, it's a perceived threat. It's not real. Right. And you're okay. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We'll just do this. Like, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. That brought up some stuff for me. You had the physical abandonment. Mine was more, and I imagine a lot of people can relate to this, is the emotional and the mental abandonment. And I pride myself on my resourcefulness and being able to take care of things myself and and I did learn to do that at a very early age. Um, and, you know, it's it's worked for me. It's, But I still, like, I've learned how to reach out to say, I need help, you know, and to, to let that vulnerability out when I know that I do need help with something. And I don't, maybe it's not, maybe it's not such, oh, I, I can't do it on my own. Maybe I don't want to do it on my own. And I would like some assistance with this. You don't have to do that. I don't have to. Nobody does. And I think that's part of what I've witnessed you do over the past three years is the softening. Just allowing. I know it's your favorite word. It's your favorite. (laughs) Just have an image of me whispering in your ear. You're softening. You're softening. Fuck you, Jennifer. No, I'm not. I refuse. Well, and it's funny that I just told you about this image of becoming a stone. I was impenetrable for 24 hours. Yeah, I know that well. Not in you, but I know it in myself well. <sighs> Very well. Um, there's some other th- I'm going to pass the phone to you if you want to yeah. just look at, at those. We found those. Inner child wounds. Want me to read some of them? Sure. Abandonment wound feels left out. Fears being left, hates being alone, codependent, threatens to leave, normally attracts emotionally unavailable people. Can you start from the beginning again? Because I want to I want to go inside when you're Sorry. reading them again. <laughs> Let's drop into child. Because <laughs> I want to be like, nah. <laughs> Just let her out. Let that 11-year-old out. Uh, okay. Abandonment wounds are feels left out. Fears being left, hates being alone, codependent, threatens to leave, normally attracts emotionally unavailable people. Guilt wound, 
uh, feels sorry or bad, doesn't like to ask for things, uses guilt to manipulate, is afraid to set boundaries, normally attracts people who make them feel guilty, trust wound, is afraid to be hurt, doesn't trust themselves, finds ways to not trust people, feels insecure and needs lots of external validation, doesn't feel safe, normally attracts people who don't feel safe, and then neglect wound, struggles to let things go, has low self-worth, gets angry easily, struggles to say no, represses emotions, fears being vulnerable, normally attracts people who don't appreciate them, um, or make them feel seen. Wow. There's a little bit of each one of those in me. <laughs> it's a lot of wounds. <laughs> Are you feeling your wounds? Because we're feeling we ours. We need some bandages over here. Jeez. No, you know what? We need this. I know. This is the best bandage The, the wounds. Right wow. And it's funny, at the end of each one, what you attract. Like, I can picture each person Mm -hmm. from each category, Mm -hmm. at least one that I've attracted. Mm All righty. What about you? What did that do? What has any of this conversation done for you so far? And not that it has to do anything for you, but let me rephrase that. Like, what what has it ignited? What's bubbling up for you? What have you noticed? Yeah, what have you noticed in yourself? Before we started, too, I brought up the... Was it Sesame Street? Do we know? Oh, we, we don't know. So it's The woman, the, it. the big rocking chair. Why don't you want to talk about something for a second? I'm going to yeah. figure out who she is. Um, I don't know what your thing so, is. Oh, I'm not going to say it out loud no. because then everybody <laughs> will know my passcode to my phone. Not that anybody's going to get it, but so funny the way we are. Um, so our wounded and orphaned inner childs, they live within us and it, they shape our decisions and our behavior even today, right? So perfect case in point, like waking up, fearful. I don't have a lot of fear. I really don't. Edith and classic Sesame Street, Edith and that was her. Oh, it's, it is Sesame Street. It is Sesame Street. Wait, that's Lily her... Tomlin? Yeah, I was going to say, I thought it was What's Lily Edith's Tomlin. Aunt? Oh, that's maybe it's the name that's of an her... episode. I don't know. Lily Tomlin. But do you got? I don't some people might not even know, but big rocking chair. Sesame Street. Giant. And she would sit like this. I'm like in this child mode. And she would talk like a little and kid. And she would talk like a little kid. Yes. yes. I feel she was in her inner child in that yeah. show. That's who's coming to mind. I actually want to watch some episodes of her. Maybe we'll post one in the in the group. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. You don't have to delve into... This is just notes I wrote up. Sometimes I don't even know why I write what I write. But you don't have to delve into the archetype to transform the, transform the child or mature emotionally. Hmm. All right. So I don't really know why I wrote that. But I feel I like you might have to. I would think you have to. Well, maybe you're saying maybe you don't not have the to, like, exact archetype marinate in, in that, that exact yeah. archetype, but just, like, inner child yeah. overall. So some of the things I do have written down here, one, for me personally, it's that recognition and that acknowledgement. Like, start with that. Start with your willingness to even connect to your inner child. Recognize it. Acknowledge it. Honor it. Yeah. And trust 
Trust is big. Can you trust yourself to do the work? Can you trust your inner child to do the work with you? Can you not pick up the phone to call the parent to get the validation? Can you trust yourself? Not to say never do that, but can you just, that's a practice. When you have that urge to pick up the phone, even a friend, like, or whatever it is. I can't even begin to tell you how many times I've had those urges. And then I think about the bonding patterns. So you yeah. and I have talked about bonding yeah. patterns. And and that, to me, is going to one end of a bonding pattern. And I do stop. And I ask myself, what is it I'm really reaching out to this person right. for? And what is it I need from them that I can fill myself because clearly I've gone to one end of the bonding pattern and a lot of the times it's that child like looking for whatever you know it's different every time and then I, I'll stop and I'll think oh I know exactly why I'm reaching out to this person and what that does is it just brings me back to the center of the bonding you know, pattern. Yeah I just had a thought of and, and I it, listened to you. Yeah. Um, social media people do it on social media all oh. the time they air their grievances so that way they get their comments of like it's okay or you know like instead of is anybody really ever honest in those comments to say well why don't you take a look at your yourself well what's what's motivating you to bring this to a place where it's for validation it's the same as the phone call validation yeah and those little pings of the hormone release of it's the same thing it's someone saying it's okay but it's sometimes I, I think it's an, almost a disservice to just always say it's okay. You can say it's okay, but what are you going to do about it? Right. Which is kind of what you always say to me when I call you in those moments of venting. I think we vent well with each other now. Yeah. Uh, and we, I feel like we kind of always have vented well with each other. And then we come to a place of asking each other good questions. Yeah. See, this is what happens. Like, my mind is I know, me too. <laughs> this is We're dead just, air. Like, staring at each other. <laughs> I just want to go deeper. Woo, this okay, is so the hard part of doing the podcast. That's trusting yourself, though. So yeah. I, I think the practice here would be notice when you have the tendency to pick up the phone. And I think a lot of women, I know many, many, many women who pick up the phone to call their mom. Just give it some breath. A journal. I'm not saying don't oh, call your mom. Thank you. I was just going to say that. That's. It's not about that. No, no. What is, what's the driving force? Check in. Yeah. When you feel, and you might feel yourself reverting to that child and it's all okay. And it's not even just mom. No, it could be dad. It could be friend. It could be Anybody. husband, wife, boy, whatever. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Perfect course, example course. was David wanting to yeah. reach out to my mother or right. wanting me to reach out to my mother. Right. Same thing. What's the motivation there? And and if you do, it's okay if you get what you need. I guess for me personally, it's understanding my own needs. Yeah. And then filling my own needs accordingly. And knowing that I don't need an outside influence to fill something internally. To save you or right. to fix you or to... Yeah, yeah that's right. a great way to put it. Yeah. Hmm. Validate. Validate. Your parents were wounded kids themselves. Which we talked about, yeah. Right? And and so... Forgive. Please. Like, blaming other people. 
uh, that's that's a whole nother topic that I mean, we're going to go into forgiveness. Think and... about any way that you have wronged another when you genuinely, you know in your heart you did not mean that. That's how everyone else mostly is too. It just comes from a place of, I mean, in this instant, a wounded child. Yeah, right? and it's validate the, that wounded child. Yeah. It's not coming from a place of, I want to hurt you, ever, like almost ever. No, I agree. I think Carol would say, wow. never comes from the perpetrator. Right. Right. And just to go back for a second, when you were talking about the orphan, being orphaned, feeling orphaned, and when you were reading uh, what you read from that meme that we found, I was reflecting on how we may abandon other people mm-hmm. and how we abandon ourselves. Yeah. And we're going to have a whole topic on abandonment now. Yeah. It's amazing <laughs> how this all comes yeah. out. Embrace anger. And Mary, we will be having a show on letting go. I'm just letting her know. Okay. <laughs> there was that... someone I was going to mention today too, and I forget now who it was. Yeah, letting go is a good one. So many people think we're not supposed to be angry. <clears throat> It's okay to be angry. As long as you use it as a tool and you don't fester in it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Why do I, I don't know why I have these notes written here. Sadness, grief, loneliness, remorse. Yeah, those are things that we can feel for sure. I'm not really sure why I had that there. Hmm. Well, maybe they're, they're connected to our inner child a lot of the times. Maybe. I think a lot of the times. Yeah. Anyway, so... What that probably was on. (laughs) So some of the practices that you can do, number one, like I said before, is acknowledge and validate, right? Acknowledge the fact that maybe why you want to put something out on social media is because your inner child is needing something from you. And to acknowledge, validate, honor, and accept. Like, for me, those are my first steps. Like, see if you can go within and, and give that to yourself and, and then share. Like, whatever. It's a thing. I'm not telling anybody not to share because this podcast is about self-awareness. Mm-hmm. So my, one of my daily practices is what is my motivation behind behind what I'm about to do yeah. or what I'm about to say. So I'm, I ask myself that all the time. But when I sense that inner child and I'm getting really good at recognizing the difference between 42 year, whoa, 52 year old. (laughs) She's 42 today. I am 42 today. And that eight, nine, 10 year old little girl, I recognize the difference in energy. So maybe I I don't try to understand the motivation behind, but I just recognize it as, wait a minute, my inner child needs something. That's why I'm wanting to do the thing that I'm wanting to do. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong, good or bad. There's some shadow work there. Like I do get, I do allow myself to get upset by people who just go out there and spew their dirty laundry because they're just looking for validation. Like Mm. that's something I need to work on myself, right? Um, And I try not to do that. Mm -hmm. Maybe I could. Maybe I could do that. Maybe I'm just well, going to could, but that's not puke your, all over social media. Because you asked yourself, though, what's the motivation behind this? Right. I it, just had a thought, too, that this is my kid and my, my kid interrupting my inner child. I love it. The reason why, I just thought, like, maybe the reason why 
I love crystals because this is I've been loving this the whole entire time is an inner child thing the stone I loved them when I was little I used to try to find cool stones and I it was magic and I would wash them and and it's funny because well and I, maybe you've experienced this where some people that know nothing about them or they just don't they're not connected with their inner child at all might insult crystals and things that seem airy fairy and in in whatever. Oh, yeah. A couple of people just popped into my mind. Right. So I was just like, maybe that comes from, now I want to be like, it's my inner child playing. Like, why wouldn't you love this shiny, colorful object that creates magic in your life? I used to be in the woods all the time. Yeah, me too. All the time. Imagining. Yes. Yeah. Worlds, worlds. Piggly Wiggly Island. Uh. Holy shit, that just came back. (laughs) I love it. Okay, let's right. stay on topic yeah. here while we go off. Feel, 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 and then feel again. Allow yourself to feel. Shut your phone off. Put it way out of reach. Except and for right sit now. Sit quiet. Yeah, leave it on right now because you're listening to Finish us. this fucking show. Write a letter <laughs> to and from your inner child. Create uh, a dialogue with them. Yeah. To and from. And some of you might be sitting there thinking, well, how do I do that? Oh, that seems crazy. That's insane. That's stupid. No, it's not. Just, you don't need to even know how to write. Just pick up the pen and start. I always recommend coming into that stillness first, right? Coming and you inside. might pick crayons to write yeah. with or colored pencils. You might write in a different penmanship than yes. you normally write in. Yep. And color outside the lines. Say nurturing statements. Hmm. I did that a lot. I'm not going to get into that now because I know the emotions. Are, I'm just start nurturing. crying again. Or oh say mean God. statements toward what you think is hurting you. It's okay. Like whatever you do. Oh, I was thinking more what I'm saying to my inner child. Oh, you're having a conversation yeah. with. Oh, I'm not I thought it was mean about, to her. Oh no 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 no! I thought it was about the blaming. Like no 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 no. Yeah. So when it comes to what you want to say to your inner child, I know is he or she angry. How would you want to be treated? So if you think about your own childhood, I know exactly what I needed back then. And it's okay that I didn't get it, right? Because I'm giving it to myself now. So when I'm with my inner child in meditation or visualization, I'm saying exactly what I needed to hear and how I needed to be uh, interact with back when I was that young age. Mm. Feel. I have feel like every other sentence here. I feel, have feel, feel, feel. Just keep feeling. Love, and that means feel the sensations in your body. Feel your feelings. Really, where do they exist within you? If you close your eyes and when you're feeling an emotion or you're feeling a statement or a word, there's somewhere in your body that has a higher sensation mm-hmm. than other places in your body. And it's just like a point of focus. And it's feeling into where that has sort of resided within you it's just a way to go in your body everything happens in your body in your body that extends to everywhere else it doesn't start out here and come in it comes it starts here and goes out and my mentor carol Kamen said once that it, which like it was like another slap every once in a while she says something it's like she comes over to me and slaps me right across the face <laughs> Whatever you're afraid to feel, you've already felt and you've lived through it. Yeah. That was like, what? Woo! 
Ooh, that gives me the chills. Look at photos of yourself. Put a young photo of yourself someplace where you can see it. I know. I mean, we we recommend, can I just say we, we really recommend creating a sacred space for yourself. Oh, absolutely. Little altar, put a picture of yourself there, sit there and meditate. Yes. Or even, you know what, If stop by, say a prayer, look at your younger self and like say something positive to herself, whatever works for you. I don't know what works for you. But we're trying to get you to figure out what does work for you. Oh my goodness! I th- this, I have this perfect image of this picture that I have of me when I must have been like four. So freaking cute and innocent, get it and-, and I gotta find it. Yeah, I know there's one like on social media somewhere because someone else found it, but I think I have the actual picture. Yeah, that's your assignment. Find a picture of yourself. Share it on the page. Yeah. Yes. Yes. (laughs) We want to see pictures of your younger self. So start. We'll remind you. Yes, we will definitely remind you. We got to wrap it up. Yes. Write about what you loved doing as a child. Meditate. Mm. Do some creative. Well, what you wanted to do as a child. Yeah, you do. You you can make stuff up too. Yeah. Like use your imagination of the child that maybe you would have been if you hadn't didn't have restraints or restrictions or where you could just speak and express freely yeah, and create and, and yeah. yeah art draw color paint clay i'm um, thinking of the pmi meditation where we were brought remember we walked around with we were children and we met our parents as children vaguely we oh, need to touch upon this yeah again. we do okay we gotta go all right we have to love go you. we have to run today we Shana love you brand everywhere mm-hmm. oh by the way everywhere i'm not going to keep saying this but i did do a search i searched facebook i searched instagram <laughs> and i did a deep google search and i am the only a deep Brand. google search we love you people. i am the only journey on yoga some tried to come <laughs> close but it does not work <laughs> love you love you <laughs> bye